Hi, and welcome to The Right Stuff. I am your host, the Queen Parker J. Thank you so much for joining me. We're going to have a great time as I talk with my returning guest and co-host contributor today, Shane Warrose. He is the author of The Isles of Gagatha, and we're going to be speaking about another project that he has. Let me tell you, he is on a roll. If you remember the last conversation we had, he had the opportunity to have his book with the potential of being developed into a screenplay. Can't wait to see how that happens. We do know it takes a while for Hollywood or those independent filmmakers to get back with us, but I'm so excited for his career. Looking forward to seeing what happens with Shane. Today, we're going to talk about another one of his work called Heaven No More. Just from that title, I know it's going to intrigue you, so I can't wait to talk about it. And so without further ado, Shane, how are you doing today? I'm doing very great. How about you? I'm doing fine, Shane. Thank you so much for being with me on the show today. And I can't wait to delve into your new book, Heaven No More. But before I do that, we definitely have to get an update about what's going on with the screenplay. Uh, it's currently no word yet from Voyage uh, Media. It is like a mystery when you're waiting to hear back, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You sort of feel as if you are the person in the middle of the mystery waiting to hear whether or not the detective is going to discover, not necessarily a crime, but discover you as the new J.K. Rowling or whatever it is. So it's very exciting, but it could also be nerve-wracking for sure. So I'm definitely rooting for you, Shane, about that. It's so exciting to hear. And let's make sure you keep us up to date with what's going on as you hear back on that. Love to be with you in that transition from author to screenplay. Now, my next question has to do with what has the next project you've been working on? Before we talk about Heaven No More, what is the next project that you're currently working on right now? Oh, my current project is called Advent. And it really goes that a darkness has fallen upon the world by uh, some occultists or extremists wanting to prove that God is not the loving being he is. And the only way to rid the world of darkness is by lighting the five Advent candles. That sounds very intriguing. Is that another speculative fiction book? Yep. How would you classify it as? I think the same as Alice on Gogasa, a fantasy-type novel. Awesome. How far along are you with that particular project? I'd say I've nearly done the storyline. And then comes the devious part, going back and editing out some stuff and then... So it sounds like we'll be having you back on once you get that completed. It's so good to see that you continue to write and continue to do what the Lord has called you to do, which is tell fantastical stories that just intrigue the reader. I thoroughly enjoyed Isles of Gagatha, and that's how we met. And I'm glad to continue that journey with you. And now let's talk about heaven no more, because when you hear that, you have the idea that, wait a minute, what happened to heaven? So let's go ahead and talk about heaven no more. Give us just a quick blurb about it, but don't give away any spoilers. Okay. Um, here's uh, the, Dear readers, if you're reading this, then my message has written, reached your time period. The era from which I sent my message is far or near the future. Christianity has successfully been influenced over much of my country. However, my utopia is under siege by an atheist guerrilla group calling themselves the Open Eye. 
and they have a dastardly plan for one of the founding members' inventions, the time machine, to go back and undo a pivotal moment in Christian history. So that sounds like a time travel novel as well, but don't tell us. I know we'll mm-hmm. get to it in a moment. It's like a time travel as well as some alternative history going on. And those are always fun because when you have alternative history, you have an opportunity to explore another what if. Let's say, what if someone got rid of Hitler before he became into power? Or what if someone got rid of someone else and what would happen to that? So it's really fascinating how that works out. So what was the genesis or what was it that caused you to want to write Heaven No More? Well, I think if I answer that now, it'll kind of uh, spoil the storyline. I see. Well, don't tell us because I hate spoilers, as you know. I prefer to be thoroughly invested. I do not want to know what happens on certain pivotal areas because I'll be like, no, you took the joy away from me. So, yeah, very, I totally understand that stance there. So when you were working on this book, how long did it take you to complete it? Because, you know, this show is always about encouraging aspiring authors to write. So I want them to know how long it takes and what your process looks like. Oh, it's, I'd say maybe under five months or so, depending on how much free time you have. And you are a pantser, aren't you? You're not a plotter, are you? What was that? I said, are you a pantser or a plotter? Oh, that, I'm torn on that one. You sound like you're probably both, where you kind of let the story flow from you, but sometimes you also outline your thoughts just to make sure you have the story coherent. Is that what you do sometimes? Yes. Yeah. So you're what I will call a planter. So it's plotter and panther mixed together. I personally am a panther. I hate outlines because I never follow them anyway. <laughs> so that's why I prefer <laughs> to be a panther. But yeah, that's what it sounds like. But I know you can't give us too many spoilers about heaven no more, but what is the world like? You said in the blurb that Christianity has pretty much taken over our main character's country, but there's this guerrilla group. So if we were to live a day in this world, what can we expect? What does the day-to-day activities look like? Every day is peaceful. There's no more robberies. There's no more murder. There's no more slander, no more anything bad. Everyone lives in harmony and worships God freely. Let's go now. (laughs) Let's go now. Let's just go. Let's just stop recording. We'll go now. So, yeah, but it sounds like we're going to it. (laughs) We are going to the country of LNU. LNU. So that's what it's that's the acronym or that is the actual name of the country. That's the acronym for the country. Okay. LNU, LNU stands for Lost Now Unified. Oh, now I like that. Now I'm very much intrigued by it. So we have our main character, and there's this guerrilla group that's an atheist group. Now, atheists, just from what I know about them, I used to dialogue with them all the time, but then I stopped because I didn't want to continue to argue fruitlessly with people. But in your story, do atheists know that God exists, or are they fighting against the fact that God exists. They are definitely fighting against the fact that God exists because they are described in the book as militant atheists. 
okay, so they're the ones that want to completely subject and subverse any kind of faith in God. So, yeah, that makes sense. And there are some out there. There are some now, even our current world, if you will, where they're okay. They're not militant. They're like, okay, I don't believe in God, but I'm fine with your belief system. And then there are others who just completely reject that and want you to reject it too, which is the problem. (laughs) And you're like, no, I'm not going to reject my Lord and King. not going to do that. So let's peel back the veil some more on heaven no more. Now we have our main character, but I don't know anything about them. Who are they? What's their name? Stuff like that. Well, she, her name is Callie and she grows up as Kinsman as her last name, but she later finds a certain somebody who she has a crush on. You all can read that in the book. Uh, it's, she starts off by a, in the story, she starts off with her family in the cordon off section of the city called the Jericho Unit. And from there it goes, she plans on uh, getting more a bit about Guy. She, she's currently agnostic at that point, but she gets curious about the outside world in there. It's interesting that you took on the idea about agnosticism because agnosticism doesn't exclude the fact that God exists. They're just really ambivalent about it. You know, they don't really know if they exist or not. I know these are are ideas that are different from your own belief system. So how did you prepare your character to show the authenticity of that person's belief system? You know what I mean? Yes. She has a very curious mind. She's as she grows up, she feels herself torn between uh, the open eyes police and the LNU's police. And so she leans on the idea that God may exist. And that's a big question. I think a lot of us have, because if God exists, that means that we have to make decisions about our lives. And I can definitely see that playing out today with thousands of people who don't believe that God exists, millions even, maybe billions even, who don't believe that God exists and I think stories like these are important, but with that, do you try to write the story to appeal to people who may be agnostic or atheist, or is it strictly for the Christian community? It's, I guess it's for both sides, because it may get convince those on the agnostic and atheist side to say, no, let's, give, let's try to learn a bit about God. And for the Christian side to strengthen and embolden what they believe in. Now, did you have to do a lot of research for the agnosticism or the atheism? Not really, because I know how each side works. Oh, agnosticism good. pretty much says, I don't know if God is real. I, it's, I'm not sure. All the atheists uh, deny his existence. Awesome. Well, that's a good way, because we do want to answer those people's questions. And so... I often think that fiction is the best vehicle for some of these really tough questions, not not outside the Bible, of course, but just using fiction to put a particular character in certain scenarios to force them to question their worldview. So I think that's important. That's a good thing on you. Now, what has some of the initial response been to Heaven No More? Uh, from the ones that I know have read, they like it, the story a lot. There's what? a... There's a bit of a twist near the end, which I will not reveal. But they do like the twist, right? Yes, they do. Yeah. I know it's good to get that type of feedback. Now, 
you said that you were creating this world, and I know you did it for a particular reason. You can't tell us because, again, that would spoil the story, and I'm all for not spoiling the story. But do you think that this is going to spurn into a sequel, or are you going to turn into a series like with Agatha? That I will not spoil, too, because there will be a special – I am doing a special book series, and I'll – don't, I don't know if I should reveal it or not yet. Okay, well, don't. Don't. Like I said, I'm real spoiler sensitive, but it sounds like you may have a tie-in. You may, may not. I don't know. Don't tell me, but it's going to be exciting, whatever you do, Shane. Very excited for you. Now, one of the things that I want you to speak to, because as we always try to encourage our authors out there, I want them to get an idea of why you continue to write because sometimes some authors, they get tired of writing. Why do you continue to write? I like to enjoy making up stories. I use what I know to imbue what I know and uh, get out there to the world. Now, in the few moments that we have left, Shane, as always, I always enjoy having you. I always want you to encourage our authors who God has given the gift to write to pick up the pen and do that. And the only way to do that is for you, who knows where they are, is to encourage them. So go ahead and share some encouraging words for our listeners today. Keep strong in your faith and keep strong in your stories. I like that. Be strong in your faith and be strong in your stories. I think that's significant because too often we get bombarded by doubt, especially from ourselves that our words matter. But I think you would agree with me, Shane, that our words do matter, don't they? Yes, they do. Because God's given us the, the task of spreading his word. And there's nothing like when you get that response from a reader who says, thank you so much for writing this story. So, Shane, thank you for being with me on the show today. How can people get in touch with you online? Uh, you can contact my publisher for right now. Shane, I want to thank you so very much for being with me on the show today. I cannot wait to have you back and have you back soon. Yep, I can't wait to that either. And we were talking today to my good friend Shane Warrose. He is the author of the Isles of Gagasa series, as well as his new release, Heaven No More. As you can tell from the story that he gave us, it's going to be a whopper. And initial responses show they love this story. So why don't you go ahead and love on my brother today? and pick up your copy of Heaven No More, available on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. I love the fact that he said, be strong in your faith and be strong in your story. I hope you take some comfort in those words. Thank you so much for joining me for this edition of The Right Stuff. I'm the Queen Parker J, and you have a wonderful, absolutely glorious, blessed day.